Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, on this beautiful Monday here in Old New Orleans, 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, on your radio dial. Uh, of course, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, free uh, downloads on a digital platform that allow you to take the show with you anywhere. Also, check out the podcast there because our podcast is everywhere 
Anchor's our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms, including, again, iHeart, TuneIn, Apple, you name it, we're on it. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, uh, today's program is brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia uh, Gin. And uh, we invite you to uh, partake in this limited edition, this limited edition release of Hendrix Neptunia, much like Midsummer Solstice and Lunar. Uh, Lunar is uh, fast becoming, again, the fa- highest-selling limited edition spirit in the super uh, premium gin category. I had a chance to taste it this weekend. And uh, let me tell you something, folks. I used to be a, I used to be a gin drinker. That's, that was my, that was my um, uh, I guess, uh, spirit of choice. And um, I got a chance to, uh, to taste it this weekend with, in, in, in two different uh, cocktails. Uh, I, I always drank gin with seven with a twist of lime. So I, I did it with that, tried it with that. But then, again, I had a Hendrix Neptunia Fizz that was made for me. Uh, two parts Hendrix Neptunia gin, one part fresh lime, one part simple syrup, topped with soda and three uh, slices of cucumber. I want to tell you what, refreshing for, for the summer months. And that's what I've been telling you. Spring, summer months, you're looking for a refreshing cocktail. Uh, Hendrix has got, uh, again, the Neptunia limited edition, uh, uh, super premium gin for you. Uh, you can do it with a tonic. Again, one part uh, Neptunia gin, uh, uh, two parts of premium uh, tonic water, a cucumber tongue. That is, again, take the cucumber with... Um, uh, with with a knife and just kind of shave it, and of course it comes out looking like a tongue. You put it inside of the uh, the glass, uh, mix it, stir, beautiful. Also, again, uh, if you love margaritas, how about a Hendrix Neptunia Curious Cucumber Margarita? Two parts Hendrix Neptunia, uh, one half part uh, agave nectar, one part fresh lime, and one cucumber slice. And again, it'll put again margaritas to shame. So look, Cinco de Mayo on Thursday of this week. Uh, maybe you want to grab some of that Hendrix Neptunia gin and do your own cucumber margarita with that with it, of course. Uh, and, and, of course, three great ways to be able to, again, enjoy uh, the cocktail. Again, look, you have your favorite way to enjoy gin. Uh, you definitely want to do that with, again, Hendrix Neptunia gin. Proud sponsor of our, of our Monday show. I mean, again, notes of coastal freshness. Uh, balanced with, again, a fresh notes of uh, citrus, alluring uh, juniper uh, characters, lengthened by, again, deep earthy notes of locally sourced herbs and unmistakable crisp fin- uh, finish. And you can taste the, the, the crisp citrus finish there, okay? You can taste it. Um, it's limited edition. It's only going to be here around for a year. It started in March with, uh, again, the rollout. So only one year on the, st- on the st- shelves. So whether it's your spirit store, your favorite uh, restaurant, your favorite watering hole, your favorite bar, demand Henrik's Gin, demand William Grant products, demand Henrik's Neptunia Gin. It's only going to be around for a little bit of for, for a while here, so uh, make sure you check it out. All right, Doug, man, so much to talk about today. Um, we're going to be joined by Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints uh, podcast. Also, he's with Saints Wire. Uh, he will join us at around 4.35 this afternoon. Sean Vazana, Fox 8 Sports. I'm sorry, not Sean. Uh, Sean will be tomorrow. Actually, uh, Larry Holder of The Athletic will join us on um, – on 5:30 today, so we'll have both those guys with us uh, this afternoon to kind of break down the Saints draft and, and the draft as a whole. When it comes to Larry looking at the whole NFL, uh, Saints have completed completed their draft over the weekend. Uh, I'll give you my thoughts on that. Big news today is Tyran Matthew, uh, as expected after the Saints draft, uh, signed a three-year, $33 million deal with $18 million guaranteed. Man, we've been talking about this now for a couple of months, right? Uh, pushing for Tyran Matthew to be the, the, the choice for the Saints. It only made sense. Uh, when, you, when you lose Marcus Williams, who, had, again, was young, but was, was a playmaker. What was his – I mean, look, 
You cannot argue with the range of Marcus Williams. He has great range. Uh, for the most part, he can catch the football. Uh, the biggest problem Marcus Williams is or was and could be still with the Ravens uh, is the fact that, again, he's not a great tackler. He's, a not, he's an unwilling tackler. And some of the worst plays in the history of the Saints that have, again, been costly plays for the Saints had Marcus Williams on the bad end of that because he couldn't tackle. Or, again, he made a mistake. It is what it is. Uh, water under the bridge. But remember, the, the Kansas City Chiefs signed Justin Reed, formerly of Chicago, for a $10.3 million okay, a year. About, it was three years, $31 million, $20 million guaranteed. And at that time, Tyron Matthews said he would have been willing to sign that deal to stay with the Chiefs. He was on a three-year, $42 million deal uh, you know, on his previous deal. So he comes into New Orleans, three years, $33 million, $18 million guaranteed. It'll be 30 as the season starts. Uh, when you lose a guy like Malcolm Jenkins, when you lose a guy like Marcus Williams, especially Malcolm Jenkins with the leadership, right? Leadership. Uh, you wanted to have a guy back there that, again, could get guys set up in the proper positions that was a playmaker that could be a rover for you. He's that guy. Now, again, no, they signed Marcus May uh, in, in, the, in the first wave of free agency to a very, very um, you know, attractive contract for both, but especially for the Saints. Uh, look, nobody's disputing his position. He's going to be the strong safety for this team. He is a very good strong safety. He could play free if they needed to. They moved him to strong. They saw the vision for him as strong. I mean, he's coming off an Achilles injury. Also, I think a DUI up in New York. So, again, he's got to get through both of those. But, uh, you know, the stats prove it out that, again, he's a guy that you don't throw on much. So now all of a sudden this tandem of uh, Tyron Matthew and Marcus May might make one of the strongest safety t- tandems, again, in all the NFL. So really good news there. Uh, what I'm hoping for is next we're going to see Jarvis Landry signing on the dotted line. The rumors going into the draft had Landry, again, trying to decide between, again, the Cleveland Browns, where he has, uh, has been since he was traded from the Miami Dolphins to the Browns, he has a home there now. Uh, his uh, longtime girlfriend and his two children live there. His daughter is five, about to be six in December. His son just made four. So, again, they're just getting into school now, right? So would he, would he be willing to come home? Would he be willing to come, come back to New Orleans? Again, what's your native uh, and, and a guy that went, went to LSU? Uh, would he be? Because he would be, again, the, the missing piece, in my opinion, for the wide receiver position. Yes, the Saints drafted a wide receiver. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But they need another veteran wide receiver. And I've talked about it on this program previously. It's twofold for me. It gives Jameis Winston another veteran receiver he can trust, especially throwing in tight windows over the middle. Jarvis Landry, again, uh, can, can run those underneath routes. If for some reason Michael Thomas is injured or cannot come back from his injury, is not the same player, or takes some time getting back and acclimated to what he was, Jarvis Landry can pick up the slack. They're similar players, but, again, you can play them at the same time on the field, on opposite sides of the field. So I'd love to see this happen. I hope it's going to happen. Just again, we hope that the Honey Badger will be signed. It has zero to do with LSU. It has everything to do with the fact that, again, both these guys are, are positions of need and both are great fits. Both are great leaders. Both are team players. And, and both, again, have been very, very productive over their NFL careers. So hopefully that's going to happen. So the Saints draft is in the books, and look, it's a new era, right, when you start talking about post Peyton, There's a new philosophy, okay, uh, that's also on tap. In the past, we've talked about it in the program before. The Saints went into free agency, and they filled holes, okay? And they went out strategically targeting free agents to fill holes. And then they went for best player available in the draft. Now it seems they flipped this, Okay. Now that they'll, they'll spend, again, they'll go into free agency, 
uh, trying to re-sign their own early, right? Picking up value-free agents early, Marcus Bay being one of those guys, right? Um, and then, and then the, 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 especially those guys who can fill certain roles for the Saints, okay? And doesn't and and then they go into the draft, and and then then they're in the in the mode of saying again, uh, they'll evaluate these players, and if he's a player that they covet, they go get the player, and and again then again they forego any grade that any other team board has. It's only again what they have on their board. They also again don't care what the cost to acquire the pick is or, or to select that player. Again, trusting their scouting reports. Again, uh, when 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 you start talking about um, undrafted free agents, that's another part of, of the puzzle for the Saints because when they start trading away draft picks, they have to bring in undrafted free agents, right? Well, they normally get the best of, of the undrafted free agents because why? Agents know that again, if they if the undrafted free agent comes to New Orleans, doesn't matter whether he was drafted or undrafted, doesn't matter if it was a starter or again a first time newcomer. They're going to get a fair shot to be able to make the team and play. And that goes back to, again, when Sean Payton got here. Uh, so, again, we, that's why we see some of the top undrafted free agents signing with the Saints. Um, then after the draft, they go back into free agency, uh, again, to start signing free agent. Why? Because we talked about this about a month and a half, two months ago, compensatory picks. The Saints then were never one that really worried about compensatory picks. But it seems as, as we got to the end of the, uh, of the Breeze era, they started worrying more about compensatory picks. They started losing players that, again, would bring them compensatory picks back. So now, again, they've got this formula where they don't, they don't sign a, a lot of free agents until after the compensatory pick deadline is over, which, again, happened at 3 o'clock this afternoon, which coincidentally is why you saw Tyron Matthews sign to a three-year, $33 million deal, $18 million guaranteed. So that, that formula, again, is now pick up, fill your rest, the rest of your holes on your roster with free agents. Hopefully, again, they're free agents now that realize that the price point is not what maybe they wanted in the first part of free agency, and they've dropped that price point down. But also, again, it doesn't affect the compensatory pick formula for lost free agents. And, again, that, that, they're, they're in that situation now because what? Because they're in the – they, they tend to be able to trade those picks. Those compensatory picks are, were, were, were not val- are valuable to the Saints, again. Um, when you talk about losing free agents and the practice, and give, when you start giving up multiple picks for a single player, okay? And, and more times than not, they're giving up that compensatory pick uh, in, in the deal or picks in the deal. So they're looking at these picks as, okay, we're going to bring these picks in. Uh, they're not our, our, our original picks. In some cases, we've traded those, but then they'll take the place of those picks or we'll use those picks to be, able to, to be able to package to move up for a player. Look, it's a risky philosophy. Let me just say it right now. It is on so many levels. First of all, you have to be a contender, okay? You can't have many holes to fill on your roster. The Saints are, are, are that team right now, okay? You have to be lucky. Okay? Uh-huh. And post-draft quality veterans at positions of need in the free agency that they're available. They're lucky so far. Tyran Matthew is available. Jarvis Landry is available. There are a few more receivers, again, that are out there that are available. But, again, I'm talking about guys that, are, uh, that, that fit what the Saints are looking for, okay? Quality guys, great locker room guys, leadership, and, of course, the ability to be able to, again, play at a high level on the field. That's why, again, we go back to Jarvis Landry. But then you've got to be lucky. Some of these guys are still available because they may not be. Some years they might not be. Some years they may have been, you know, you might have everything that's picked over, then you're not getting those free agents. And then you better hit on your draft picks because when you're giving up five picks like they did for Olave, okay, it's not sustainable. It's just not. 
that, 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 this is what teams give up for quarterbacks when you give up five picks for a wide receiver. It's unprecedented. It's unheard of, honestly. There's just not many teams that do that. But, again, you heard both Mickey Loomis and, and Dennis Allen say, we targeted the player, we liked the player, we wanted the player, we went up and got him. Okay? But more importantly, again, you have to look at this as a, in, in the big picture. Okay? Saints are passing on future pro bowlers or starters in the middle rounds. And they've been doing this for a while now. Okay? By picking a player like, like they do, higher, uh, higher than maybe uh, – and, and, then, and then, of course, picking a player that, that they – uh, that they have higher on their consensus draft grade, and then they're then possibly reaching for a player that they could have chosen later in the draft if they had not given up so many picks for a, high, a highly coveted player uh, in, in the draft. I don't think it's sustainable, ladies and gentlemen. I just don't, okay? Not long-term, uh, but for a team that, again, is in, in win-now mode and is, not, and is not rebuilding, I, I think you can make it work, and that's where the Saints are right now. I mean, look. When you look at drafts in a lot of cases, and especially in this draft, right, we'll, we're going to look back at this 22, 20, uh, 2022 draft and say, okay, what, not just what did the Saints do, what did the rest of the NFL do? And one thing I like to look at is, again, the meat of this draft where the Saints did not participate because they gave away picks trying to get a certain player, okay? Rounds two through four, the Saints set out most of those drafts. So how many, again, are we going to look back and say, how many pro bowlers were there? How many guys that, again, were solid NFL starters that were gotten in that, that, that second to fourth round where the meat of the draft was, and those guys go on to have great NFL careers? It's a roll of the dice, ladies and gentlemen, it is. Alave gets hurt, he can't play, all of a sudden you've given up five picks for him, and he's unavailable. So it's risky. It's risky. But so far they have not been burned by it. But you can be burned. Don't think that you can. Now, now to the picks. Chris Olave. Uh, as we heard, was 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 targeted, okay, by the Saints. They traded five picks in in, in total to get up to eleven, uh, to get to to. Uh, he's expected to be a day one starter for the Saints. Uh, the Saints needed a deep threat. Uh, the, the, the one of their biggest needs was a wide receiver, but a complete receiver, not just a guy that could go deep, a guy that is a great route runner, that could catch the football in, in traffic, uh, that has a high football IQ. All those things again or boxes that Olave checks off. And the Saints had to make that move if they had circled him as their guy because they realized what was happening. We talked about it on Friday, right? Detroit Lions were moving up, probably to get Olave. Okay, they ended up with Jamison Williams. But then again, after that, you know, all the really, uh, all the wide receivers started coming off the board. So they he would not have been there at 16. So they had to make their move if ultimately they wanted to do that. It just matters at the end of the day, you give up five picks to be able to get to there. Trevor Penning at 19, look, they must have been saying a Novene on airline drive that night, okay? Top three tackles go off the board. We talked about it on Friday. And then they used all their draft ammo to be able to go up and get a lave. So they had to really kind of sit there and, 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 and pray that the, the, the draft fell to them, and they did. They got Penning. Now, the big question mark on him is big man versus small school competition. How quickly is he going to mature at the NFL level? Okay, that's the big thing. And, and again, can – Look, he, in, in college, he could rely on being that nasty brute, right? He was he's big, 6'7", 330, something like that. Um, and he could physically push guys around at the FCS level. So when you look at that, does he have the skill set to compete 
against NFL veterans, especially when it comes to pass blocking, okay, which is not his strength from what we understand. Everything I've read over him over the weekend, even into the pre-draft process, again, a mauler, a brute. He's a guy that's very, very physical. He's nasty, okay, which is um, all those traits you want. But he's doing it against, again, smaller competition. What happens when the big vet comes up against him? Same size, again, same um, uh, nastiness, but yet he knows technique. So that's the big part here. Uh, at 19, he needs to be a plug-and-play player, but he's not going to be. I don't think he's a plug-and-play player. I don't know if he can beat out James Hurst, okay? And I don't know if you want him beating out James Hurst if he hasn't perfected, uh, again, pass blocking yet because you sure don't want to get uh, James, uh, James Winston hurt. So, you know, we'll see. I think he's your future left tackle, but I'm not sure if he's, again, the left tackle of, of, of this year. And look, first-round picks, especially if 19, have to be plug-and-play. Their second-round pick, Alante Taylor, has the speed and the measurables to be a really good secondary player. Um, Dennis Allen said they see him as a quarterback. The que- again, the question is, again, on most boards, all the research I did over the weekend, say have him as a fourth-round pick. They picked him at 49, second round. The top 50 player goes in, in the top 50. They picked him at 49. He has the measurables. He's a converted wide receiver at Tennessee. He played the position for four years. Uh, he just looks like he's a guy that also can swing to safety, so maybe you're putting him at safety down the line here and letting Teron Matthew kind of groom him. Okay, we'll see. Who knows? But they're saying they like him at corner. But, again, here's why I think that they took him at 49. Number one, they didn't know if they had the, that they could trade back to get him in the third or fourth round. That's number one. And also, they loved his skill set. Cody Burns is the new Saints wide receiver coach. He's from Tennessee. He had, to, he had saw this kid every day in practice. He saw this kid in games the entire season going up against his wide receiving core. So, again, they probably turned to Cody Burns and said, what, is your, what, the, what does the scouts say? What, what does Ireland say? What do you say after seeing this kid every single day in a Tennessee uniform, okay, in, in, uh, in his senior year? So, again, we'll see. Now, look, this could be a star or it could be a reach. Who knows? Uh, in uh, round five, Demario Jackson on App State, again, Sunbelt Player of the Year. He's the only FBS player in the, in the 2000s uh, to be able to have a, a season that included 120 tackles, 19 tackles for loss, six sacks, and six pass defenders. Look, he's a, he's a guy that could be a special teams player for them. And eventually, uh, depending on what's going on with the other linebackers, he could work his way into, again, a, you know, a situational player. Um, but, again, he's probably immediately a special teams candidate. Uh, in round six, their, their final pick was Jordan Jackson out of Air Force. Now, he has, has a deferment. He does not have to go again, go and do two years within, within the Air Force and then come back. So he can, he can come to camp immediately. 6'5", 294-pounder, 7.5 sacks as a senior, uh, and also 15.5 sacks over his final three seasons. He missed, um, I believe, the year before with a shoulder injury. Uh, but, again, a guy that's going to compete for the defensive tackle spot and a guy that can rush the passer from, from the interior of the defensive line. Saints, once again, go for high-character players across the board. If you, if you saw the tweet that was tweeted out earlier uh, this, uh, this weekend, uh, talked about the fact that uh, all these guys were against team captains. They were all leaders on their teams. So, again, they're bringing these guys were seniors, okay? Uh, so, again, they, they were, for the most part, guys that, again, had four years worth of, um, worth of college. So, again, they've had some experience. So, again, they, that's what they were looking for. Um, you cannot judge a draft, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody that's coming out and saying, I mean, I've seen all the grades, B plus, C plus, A minus, whatever. 
Okay, you cannot judge a draft. Three years. Come see me in three years, and I'll tell you how good the draft is. Only thing I can say is, again, the Saints rolled the dice on, on, on again, once again, taking picks, packaging those picks to go up and get a player. And they, they pick up five players for Olave. He better be a superstar. Uh, and, of course, not having picks in that two to four range of those, uh, of those rounds, you're giving up on what is normally the meat of the draft, where, where you find guys that are, are again, Players that can tend to end up being pro bowls, pros, maybe the best of their position in some cases. We've seen that all at once. But at the very least, again, guys that can start for you for years to come. And you're giving that away. And in, in, in essence, again, you're giving it away and you're going back to what you did, which got you in trouble before Jeff Ireland got here, but which, again, relying on undrafted free agents to fill the void. Now, again, as I mentioned, the Saints, when it comes to undrafted free agents, have a great reputation because anybody that can play, if you're beating the guy in front of you, you're going to move up the depth chart. doesn't matter how you got there. It's ultimately how you finish. But we'll see how it plays out. But, uh, again, I do like the Alave pick. Um, Penny was, uh, again, to me, I would have liked to have seen a crisscross, but that was going to be impossible. You're either going to get Alave or crisscross. But they got some players they can work with. The biggest thing for me is Tyron Matthew was signed today. That is huge for the defensive secondary. That solidifies that defense now. I'd like to see Quan Alexander come back. I know, again, they might feel that's a luxury, but I think that would be a big mistake, thinking that he is a luxury. Uh, you know, another year with, uh, with him would be, would be great on this team. And then if Werner ends up taking the spot, then Werner ends up taking the spot. But just, again, his instincts, what he is on the field, him and Demario Davis as a tandem, what they are, the speed that he adds to the field. Again, I would like to see Quan back. And then the other one is, again, uh, with the need for a veteran wide receiver and a running back, something they didn't do. They went, they went undrafted. I'll talk about that in a second. They went undrafted with, the, with uh, some running backs. And we'll have Ross Jackson. He's going to break it down for us as well. But, again, they were running backs on the board in the, between the, the second and the fourth round that could have come in here and could have started for this team if ultimately uh, uh, we have a situation where Kamara has to lose games because of a suspension. And that's, so now do you go the veteran route? Do you go out and get a veteran player that, again, that's maybe their price is going to be a lot lower in this last wave of free agency? Maybe that's the way they go. So, to me, wide receiver, running back, still question marks for this team uh, that, that they have to fill. And hopefully, again, those will be filled within the next week or so. All right. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Cash with you until 6 o'clock. Ross Jackson is going to join us at 435 this afternoon. Larry Holder at 535. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. I tell you what, I was at Jazz Fest this weekend. First of all, uh, congratulations to, again, the, uh, the folks that put on Jazz Fest. Uh, just another fantastic New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Uh, the first weekend was spectacular. I could, say some, uh, I could say some nasty words for the weather people in this town who, again, who completely blew the weather forecast on Sunday. I mean, completely blew it. All right? And then I love when they come on the next day and they ignore the fact that they blew it. I mean, telling people that, you know, there won't be any rain until 5 o'clock, uh, maybe on Sunday, and then it rains early in the morning and, of course, almost washes out Jazz Fest early. And then they're telling us it's going to be 1, 2 o'clock before the rain stops. And then maybe, just maybe, again, it might start again at 5. I mean, I'm talking about whiffed, totally whiffed. But besides that, the weather was fantastic. Had a little bit of rain early, but it did not affect the fest on Sunday. Uh, the, the festival went on. It was, uh, again, fantastic music. Uh, a great opportunity for you to en- enjoy, uh, you know, all the food and all the festivities. And I hope you had a chance to do it. If not, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this week. So if you were in the heat, 
What did you know? You knew that what? New Orleans summer has arrived. First thing I said when I'm sitting in that chair in the festival going, uh, I know my friends at Burkhart are working hard right now because folks got their AC rolling, and it's rolling like it is during the summertime, right? Uh, even though, again, it's only the uh, 2nd of May. Well, if your AC is not cooling, if it's not operating correctly, if you're in the market for a new system and you're looking to get a couple of prices, for, again, from a reputable company, think Burkhart. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. And then Nate Certified Technicians, highest certification you get in the industry. And, yes, folks, only doing the work that's necessary. We'll never gouge you, we'll never cheat you. And if you're in the market for a new system, look, it's only smart to get a couple of companies, at least three, that'll come in and give you a price, right? Look, when you're marking down those companies to come in, make sure Burkhart is part of that mix. Okay, the, the attention to detail, treating your home or your, or your business like their business, uh, the service before and after the sale, again, the knowledge, the institutional knowledge that they have with, within that building when it comes to air conditioning systems, whether it's residential, commercial, or, again, uh, a, 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 uh, your own personal business. Uh, it, it doesn't matter, folks. They got you covered. They use recent techniques to be able to, again, install that air conditioning system for you, and then the service after the sale, impeccable, impeccable. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Man, don't sweat it this summer. Call Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at nashfm1061.com. Country for life, 1061, Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Finding a great hire can be a challenge. That's why there's Indeed. Their powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 toward your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Delays are heavy if you're traveling on 10 westbound from just past Elysian Fields to City Park. And delays pick back up on 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge, if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are steady from just before Chapatulas to the Claiborne Earhart exit. In the meantime, delays are steady if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 
467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Need to hire? Need Indeed. Their hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates in one place. Sponsor a job and immediately get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you to six, as I mentioned earlier today. New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival rolling. First weekend in the books, April 29th through May 8th. Starts on Thursday this week. Of course, I've talked about it before, right? A Super Bowl brings in $350 million to a $400 million economic impact when they come, what, once every eight to ten years now? Do you know that the, that the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival is a $350 to $400 million economic impact every single year for this city? So it's a Super Bowl every single year. And, of course, you could see it with the crowds out at the fairgrounds this weekend. Incredible. Okay, the food, the music, the ambiance. Again, seeing so many people that you only maybe see it in New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. You know, just we're sitting on our blanket and just the people around us, you're hearing all the conversation about you know, how much they miss the Jazz Fest. Man, get out there and enjoy the Grand Jazz Fest. This weekend, the Who, Galactic. Uh, also, again, the, uh, the, uh, the Chili Peppers uh, uh, were all fantastic. Uh, so I'm telling you right now, get out there and, and enjoy the New Orleans Jazz Fest. We've got another weekend full. It starts on Thursday. Thursday is Locals Day. That means 50 $50 tickets for locals. So get out there and enjoy 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 the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. You got four more days to be able to do it. And of course, uh, get a lot of great a lot of great artists that are still available for you to be able to go out and see. Not just to mention again the food and, and the arts, the crafts, everything else that involves the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Uh, again, uh, starts on Thursday with Locals Day. Uh, so get out there. And again, especially if you're local and you don't like the crowds on the weekend, Thursday's perfect for you. You're getting in for 50 bucks. Uh, again, there's always great music. And again, you don't have the crowds that you normally have on the weekend for the major artists that are out there on the weekends. All right, let's head to the uh, guest line. Joining us on the program uh, from Locked On Saints podcast. From, uh, again, also Saints Wire doing a great job uh, breaking down your New Orleans Saints. Ross Jackson joins us on the program. Ross, how are you? Hey, buddy, doing great, man, doing great. How are you holding up? 
doing fantastic. Again, you worked all weekend, so you didn't get a chance to go to the fest, did you? No, not at all. Yeah, we were out of town doing our live draft show from Dallas. Right? So I, I uh, hopefully you'll weekend, get a chance to be able to check it out uh, before before it closes down for the uh, for the year with this weekend with four different uh, days to be able to get out there. But, yep. man, I'll tell you what, the, the Saints had a little bit of a draft fest themselves this weekend. And, <laughs> look, I talked about it in the first hour, Ross. The, their philosophy has kind of changed a bit. It used to be fill your holes in free agency, best player available on, in the draft. And, and, again, they really didn't seem to worry about compensatory picks much. Now, again, they seem to be focused on, again, filling needs uh, in, in, in before the draft. But, again, most of those, again, are re-signing your own, maybe lower-level to mid-level free agents. And then, of course, because they don't want to affect the compensatory pick um, uh, situation, uh, and then and then going into the draft and targeting players, no matter what they cost in terms of picks, they got their guys on their board, so they move up to the to, to get uh, whoever those players are, regardless again what it costs them, and then coming out of the draft because it doesn't affect them with compensatory picks like what they did with Tyron Matthew today, going out and again signing the the rest of the free agent crop uh, that again could fill the holes on this team. Would you would you, you agree with that? Is that accurate? Is there anything you can add to that? No, I think that that's absolutely spot on. This is not the New Orleans Saints' uh, usual off-season approach that we're that we're accustomed to, and this isn't really the uh, the New Orleans Saints that we're that we're accustomed to as a whole, right? And it makes perfect sense with the regime change that you would make some adjustments based upon who is now uh, in the building and everything. And that's not to say anything negative about anything that they're changing from and who was in the building before. It's just that when you have a regime change, you change philosophy, you change approach. And so for the New Orleans Saints coming into free agency, they lost two big players, two huge uh, you know, contributors on their team in Toronto Armstead, as well as, of course, Marcus Williams. And now they're coming out of the other side of that looking in really good shape because they went into the draft and targeted somebody that could immediately replace Toronto Armstead. And they feel that Trevor Penning can be that guy that can do that or at least can help the offensive line to do that. He also brings you somebody that just has an attitude and a motor and just mm-hmm. a mean streak that you really don't see along the rest of the, the offensive line. And then you look at the signing of Teron Matthew partnered with the earlier free agency signing of Marcus May, who may not be able to be mm-hmm. out on the field right at the beginning of the season, both due to a pending DUI case and then also coming off of the an ACL injury. Though the ACL injury seems like something he, he could get back from in time, no problem, but the, we'll see what the DUI case yields. But, I mean, once they get both of those guys out on the field, Marcus May and, and Tyron Matthew, they might be in a better place than they were with Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins, just in terms of guys that fit their scheme that are young and that can you know, have mm-hmm. the versatility to do a little bit of everything. And so you watch the Saints go into free agency early, find a player that they felt like was going to be able to come and immediately contribute to Marcus May. And they spent a lot of time picking up, you know, some defensive role players. They bring back, you know, a lot of their own guys. They get PJ Williams back. They get Deontay Hardy back. They get Jameis Winston back. They add uh, Andy Dalton as a, as a veteran backup. And then they kind of sat around, right? They kind of like focus on the draft a little bit and, and really put their focus there. And that worked out really well for them. And so they were able to go, and with their top three selections, go three premium positions. And uh, now they're in a position here as they go into 2022 to where the roster in 2022 looks like it's going to be better than the roster was in 2021 in a weakened NFC. So I think things are trending the right way for New Orleans with their their new approach. 
Talk about Alave, first pick uh, for, for the Saints. Uh, they almost were kind of forced into moving up once they realized that Detroit was jumping up to grab a receiver. And, and of course, they had targeted. You heard D.A. say, we targeted the guy. That was the guy we wanted. And I gave him a five picks total to be able to get him. That's like quarterback cost, right? Uh, but yet again, they got their guy. He's a plug-and-play guy, in my opinion. Give us your give us your scouting report and your synopsis on how he translates to New Orleans. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and, and and I think that you know, give up five picks for him, give up six picks for him. If that's the guy that you wanted, you went and you got him, and that's exactly what the New Orleans Saints needed to do. And I think that them moving up to eleven to be able to get Chris Olave, they were smart. Once they saw that run on wide receivers get started. They were super smart in terms of making sure that they were able to make the move to get where they needed to go um, and to be able to get up to 11 to, to get Chris Olave. Chris Olave is somebody that is probably the best route runner in this year's class. He's got really good hands. He's explosive. He's dynamic. He isn't much of a run-after-catch threat, or at least he wasn't in college. We'll see if he becomes that in the NFL. But honestly, not a big deal. If he's able to win with routes downfield, if he's able to win with some out-and-ups, some double moves, things like that, and gives the New Orleans Saints this extra layer or dynamic or threat that they haven't had maybe since Brandon Cooks back in 2014 when they drafted him, that gives you everything that you need to partner opposite uh, Michael Thomas, who's expected to make his return in 2022. So I think that the, the dynamic between the two of them is one that's really exciting for the New Orleans Saints and Jameis Winston. You know, I think that Chris Olave as well, just as somebody that can operate outside, that can move into the slot for you as well, that has some good short area quickness. His change of direction is really, really precise and just has a, a, a really sudden quickness. He's, you know, a, a master at leverage, does a very good job. You watched him work up against Clemson cornerback uh, Andrew Booth Jr., who's now an NFL player, uh, was drafted. Mm-hmm. And you could see it over and over again in the game against Clemson, him working leverage, right? Forcing Andrew Booth Jr. to, you know, start to work over his outside shoulder before cutting back inside to be able to create separation. The New Orleans Saints did not have a player that created more than uh, three and a half yards of separation last year. Now they have two guys that can do that just about any snap in and out. And, you know, that's a huge win for New Orleans who are looking to add to this, uh, this offense and make sure that the offense is not <laughs> the bottom-ranked passing offense right. in 2022 like it was in 2021. Trevor Pennington, uh, Trevor Penning, in your opinion, is he plug-and-play? I mean, that's, that's the big question there. Again, coming from northern Iowa, uh, kind of a big brute guy who, who, again, was much bigger than the competition he played against. Uh, from what we understand, really good run blocker. Has to really kind of learn the techniques on the passing side. Is he a guy that comes in and beats out James Hurst, or is he a guy that's going to have to sit and maybe learn a year? I think he could come out and, <clears throat> and get there week one. I, I think he could be the starter week one, and I think the Saints would like for that to be the case. Now, as you mentioned, I would agree he's with got that. some things to work. Yeah, he's, he's got some things to work on, right? I mean, he, he's got some pieces to develop. I think that that's what happens when you come from a small school, small program like he did, and then you come into the NFL. But that's why the Saints went out and got Doug Marone this offseason. And Doug Marone is mm-hmm. a big piece for what the New Orleans Saints want to be on the offensive line. And they watch what it is that Doug Marone has been able to do year after year after year with the offensive lines that he's worked with, even the offensive lines that he worked with as offensive coordinator for New Orleans years ago. And so I think that he, his size is NFL size. His athleticism is NFL athleticism. Those things 
will be able to carry him there. He has the traits, and the Saints love traits. Coaches love traits. The next thing is just going to be the fundamentals, the uh, the technique, all of those things. But they should be able to get that those things cleaned up and get him to a place where he is ready to go week one. And again, I think that's what the Saints would like. I think they'd love to keep James Hurst as you know a, a key piece in terms of depth potentially six offensive linemen. We'll see how often the Saints use six offensive linemen this year if they're not using Taysom Hill in the quarterback role as much. They might not do that, but it's great to have that level of depth regardless. And so if you're able to bring Trevor Penning in and he's able to be an immediate starter for you, played 700-plus snaps at left tackle last year with you and I, 500-plus the year before that at right tackle, so there's a little bit of versatility on either side of the ball there too, something else to watch during camp. But I would expect that the Saints would want him to be able to come in week one as the starter in place of Teron Armstead on the left side. Well, at 19, you definitely want to plug and play. I mean, a guy, yeah. like you play in the middle of first round, you want to plug and play. So, I mean, again, to me, it would be a disappointment if he's not. I just, again, question the fact making his move from, you know, from from uh, from UNI to, to, to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Can he make that, that, that jump? We'll see how that plays out. Alante Taylor, interesting again. Most draft, uh, most draft boards had him as a fourth-round pick. I don't know where you had him on your board, but, again, uh, they picked him at 49, a top-50 player. Now, Cody Burns was the Tennessee wide receiver coach. He is now the New Orleans Saints wide receiver coach. He saw him all of last year going up against his wide receiver crop. I'm sure, again, he was tapped into uh, the room when they started to look at this kid to see, well, again, if, if ultimately he was going to be one of, their, one of the guys they wanted. Um, he's got all the measurables you want, right, Ross? The question is, again, uh, uh, when they picked him at two, in the second round, was it a little bit high for the pick? That's the question. doesn't matter if he comes in and, and, and plays well for him, but again, once again, go, maybe reaching for a player a bit. What are your thoughts when you heard the pick, and then as you went in and did the research, how do you feel today? Yeah, so I had, I had Alante Taylor as a fourth-round player on my board. I had him as one of my favorite sleepers in the class, but sleeper. So I didn't expect him to be a second round selection based on that. Right. I thought that he would be somebody you would get immense value for in day, you know, the bottom of day two, early day three. Now the Saints went and got him uh, with that 49th selection. I wonder if Jaquan Brisker, who went the pick right before at 48, right. the Chicago bears, if that had something to do with it. And I also wonder if the Saints giving up, picks 98 and 120 to move up for Chris Olave also had something to do with this because sure. if they had a third or a fourth round grade on him, they couldn't get him in the third or fourth round without trying to mm-hmm. trade up, right? So if they like him enough, go up and get him. And I think that the Saints do. I, my immediate reaction to him being selected was that he was going to be the Saints' deep safety. That, that's what I thought they were going to do with him because he's got the range. He's got great ball tracking ability. He makes good, good plays on the ball. He's got great ball skills. He's got good athleticism, good speed, good range, good size. So I thought, okay, well, probably somebody that's going to move to safety. Well, come to find out, Dennis Allen sees him challenging at cornerback, which is interesting because Paul Sinadivo, who was drafted in the third round last year, played extremely well in his rookie season. Yes. So what, what Dennis Allen is doing here is that he is – using the draft the way that the Saints would usually use the draft. So we look at the first two selections, Chris Olave, Trevor Penning, as drafting for need, which is out of the ordinary for them. After that, it switched to making strengths a strength and, vo- and focusing or keeping strengths a strength and focusing on special teams. <clears throat> and I think Taylor helps you do both of those things. He's going to be a phenomenal special teamer, I will tell you that much. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see what that challenge is going to be like, the competition is going to be like uh, when it comes to cornerback in this year's training camp. Right. 
Ross, uh, DeMarco Jackson in, 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 the, in the fifth round, linebacker, App State, and, and then, of course, another Jackson. Um, um, uh, when, when you talk about the, the, uh, the sixth round uh, out of Air Force, um, uh, was it Jason Jackson? Uh, and uh, he is a defensive tackle. Talk about both. Yeah, I think uh, DeMarco Jackson is, is going to be a solid special teamer for you, and I think that he'll also be somebody that's going to challenge a little bit probably guys like Zach Bond and Caden Ellis right. in terms of the important depth positions at linebacker. So I think that those are the places where he mm-hmm. really, really pays off. He's got fantastic downhill speed, which is great for you all know, linebacker that you want to get involved in special teams. And then Jordan Jackson is a hyper right. I'm sorry? I know it's Jordan. I made the mistake earlier. Yes, Jordan. Oh, all good. Yeah. Um, Jordan Jackson is somebody that is a hyper-athletic defensive tackle coming out of Air Force. Again, you have a competition level question there for sure. It's interesting, sure. right? The Saints went to their usual two schools, Tennessee and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, they went to small schools. <laughs> and so they had a really interesting draft class in terms of where it is that they sort of found their talent. But Jordan Jackson is somebody that's probably going to get in the mix in terms of you know, competing to you know, start next to or play next to or get snaps next to, let me say it that way next to uh, David Onyemata. Remember, the Saints rotate their defensive line like crazy. So whether you earn a starting role at defensive tackle or not, if you make the roster, <laughs> you make the roster you're seeing playing time, mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what, right. in the Saints defense. And so I think that he'll be somebody that can compete there and that can uh, potentially work his way into a more meaningful role throughout his time with New Orleans in the early goings of his career. Got about a minute and a half left. Uh, any undrafted free agents caught your eye? Well, I think that one of them that's really, really exciting and that I'm really interested in is, of course, uh, Smoke Monday. I mean, Smoke Monday is, mm-hmm. is yes. uh, you know, a safety coming out of Auburn. He was probably the hardest-hitting safety in this year's class, so he's a really exciting prospect. It's going to be a little bit harder for him to make the roster now with the Tara Matthews signing, of course, which is absolutely mm-hmm. huge for the New Orleans Saints, and so they're in a much yes. better position there at that position. But had that not worked out, Smoke Monday would be somebody that I would have said, hey, keep an eye out on to make the 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. But remember, even if he makes the practice squad, because of the new practice squad rules, he can still yes. find his way onto game day rosters. And mm-hmm. so look for him to compete with you know, Justin Evans and Daniel Sorensen, some of these newly signed safeties that are going to be on contracts that aren't necessarily going to guarantee them spots at the 53-man roster and that the Saints could potentially move on from because he's a fantastic special teamer. The other one that I would point out would be Abram Smith, the running back out of Baylor. Um, you know, right. had a very quiet first three seasons of his career, then all of a sudden exploded for 257 carries and over 1,600 yards and 12 touchdowns on the ground in Baylor in 2021. So, you know, you and I talked a bunch about, have talked a lot about, you know, uh, right. running back and the need there. Uh, Abram Smith is somebody that could possibly come in and compete with, um, compete with Dwayne Washington for mm-hmm. a running back role, but then also a special teams role because this guy also used to play a linebacker. And so he's a right. fantastic tackler. He's got great speed. He's, a, he's really great when it comes to vision, ball control, get, or, or vision, uh, 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 shooting gaps, all of this. And then you potentially put him on a special teams role, which would be competing with Dwayne Washington at that point. I think that's a, a, an interesting name to watch as somebody that could potentially sneak on the roster this year. Beautiful. Ross, tell us about the podcast and how folks can follow you on social media and Saints Wire as well. 
Oh, of course. Yeah, the Locked On Saints podcast. You can find it wherever it is that you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. New episodes every Monday through Friday. And in big big times like this, we always have some bonus content mm-hmm. out there for you as well. And then, of course, uh, Saints Wire, uh, myself and all the great writers over at USA Today, Saints Wire, uh, making sure that you've got everything you need around the Tyra Matthews signing, as well as all the undrafted free agents, how they fit in, the scheme, where where they're able to contribute, as well as, of course, this year's draft class. You can find that over at usatoday.com. Oh, excuse me, USA Today. Saintswire.usatoday.com. I'm going to get that right someday. I'm going to get it right someday. You got it, man. You got it always right. Great breakdown as always. We'll check in with you again soon. Thanks so much for your time, my friend. Hey, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Thanks for having me. There you go. Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast. Saints Wire. We'll be right back. Luke Combs. This Thursday at Jazz Fest. The second weekend of the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival presented by Shell takes place Thursday through Sunday with Luke Combs, Willie Nelson, Jimmy Buffett, the Black Crows, Lucas Nelson, and hundreds more. Tickets available at NOJazzFest.com and at the gate on festival days. Don't miss Luke Combs on Thursday at the Fairgrounds Racecourse. Official sponsor of Jazz Fest. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV835R to get from point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. As much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just repping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Get your vehicle.
vehicle squeals or grinds when you slow down or just isn't stopping like it used to, you may need new brake rotors and pads. Now through May 24th at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get 15% off a set of Brake Best Select or Import Direct brake pads and two rotors. Restore safe braking and save money now at O'Reilly Auto Parts or order online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This report is sponsored by the Construction Industry Safety Coalition. Safety is a bond that unites us across the industry. This week is Construction Safety Week, and we're celebrating our commitment to staying connected and safe every day. Sponsored by the Construction Industry Safety Coalition. All right, folks, that's it for me. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up. Thanks to Ross Jackson for joining us in the program. We'll talk some Saints and Pels in the second hour. I'm Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by Hendricks Neptunia Gin. Don't go anywhere. Late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie.
our man, Eric Asher. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being there. 106.1 FM Nash Icon, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Uh, Nash FM 106.1, ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. So, again, if uh, you happen to walk away from the radio dial at 106.1 FM, plenty of ways to take the show with you anywhere. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. Uh, but we're on all podcasting platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. And I'll have an announcement for you um, uh, either later this evening or tomorrow on, again, who will be our guest this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Um, it, today's program is brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia. I told you I had a chance to taste it over the weekend. Fantastic. Hendrix Neptunia, again, like Midsummer Solstice, like well, Lunar, uh, is uh, becoming one of the highest-selling uh, limited-edition spirits in the Super Premium Gin category already. Released late March and, and already. And I'm telling you right now, perfect for the spring and summer months. I mean, crisp, uh, uh, the coastal freshness, the, uh, you get the earthy notes of the uh, Scottish Seaside uh, side Botanicals, fresh coastal herbs that... Crisp citrus finish. You can um, you can taste that as well. It's a limited edition. Henry's Gym can be found now again at your favorite spirit stores. They're there. They're everywhere now. Uh, also again demanded at your favorite bar or at your favorite restaurant. Uh, and just a fantastic spirit uh, for the summer months. Get out there and again, plenty of ways to be able to enjoy it. However, you enjoy your 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 favorite gin. But I tell you, for years now, Henry's is a little bit different. It, it's not it's not your regular gin that you would be thinking that again traditionally that you would drink. Uh, again, it, it it's a different flavor profile when you get to Henry's gin. So uh, you know, I, I love to tell the story about a chef that lived next to me when when we first moved in our home here a few years. Well, it's almost six years now. Uh, he owns a, a, a very, very big restaurant um, uh, here in, um, now it's a chain. He's got multiple restaurants here in the metropolitan area. And he listened to the show and he heard me talking about Henrik's Gin. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking one day as he's walking in the house and, uh, and, he, and he, he hollers up to me. He goes, hey, man, I tasted that Henrik's Gin the other day. And so we sat chatted about it, and he told me, again, that he's not a gin drinker, but heard me taste it, and he had it behind the bar. So, again, he mixed, he, he mixed the drink after work. And, again, from that point forward, he was a Henrik's Gin drinker. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen to everybody, but I'm just going to show you. Here's a guy that hadn't drank gin in years, okay, and then all of a sudden heard the, heard the spot that I did, uh, drank the Hendrix gin, and then next thing you know, that's his, go-to, that's his go-to spirit. Make it your go-to spirit as well. Part of, again, the William Grant family of uh, spirits, independent uh, family distillers since 1887. All right, a lot to get to today. I want to thank Ross Jackson for joining us in the program. Always great information. Larry Holden will join us at the bottom of this hour. Uh, as mentioned, again, big news today for, uh, uh, for, for the city, uh, for, for, again, the Saints. Uh, the Honey Badger's coming home. Look, this probably couldn't have happened when he left LSU, okay? He was immature. Uh, he was in a lot, of, a lot of things that, again, that ultimately, uh, again, wouldn't have thought that, his, that his, his career in the NFL would, would, have, would have been one of longevity, even though, again, you could never really count out the Honey Badger in terms of his, um, in, in terms of his, um, uh, his talent, you know, with the, the uh, what was it, the, you know, artificial marijuana, again, that they were, they were smoking up at LSU at that, that time, whatever. Look, I've had this conversation about, uh, you know, the, the NCAA rules with that as it pertains to pot on, on a college campus. You know, when, when 90% of the kids on college campus are smoking pot and you're telling athletes they can't, okay, what do you think is going to happen? The athlete's going to sneak it or, again, they're, they're, they're going to do uh, that, that, you know, the, the, the potpourri 
uh, you know, style uh, uh, pot, okay? And that's dangerous. That stuff's dangerous. Uh, Tyron Matthew got plenty of chance at LSU. He flunked a bunch of drug tests, and, and they ended up, again, dismissing him. Uh, in, a long, in the long run, again, it probably was the best thing ever happened to him. He straightened out his life. And, and uh, look, when he, when he first came out of, out of LSU, he probably wasn't a guy that should have came to New Orleans. Roe Brown and I talked about that last week on the award-winning inside New Orleans sports. But, again, he's matured. He's been in the league nine, oh, what, 10 years now, nine years. He's 30 years old. And, and he's ready. He's ready to come back home. Again, though, maybe those influences from people who would have been around him, hangers-on here in this city, uh, again, that, he, that, uh, that maybe he grew up with, that he maybe went to school with, whatever. Okay? Though, you know, those, you know, you get to a point in your life where, again, you kind of, you know, even though you had great friends growing up, maybe you keep those friends home. But, again, you realize, again, who's good for you and who's bad for you in terms of your career uh, and, and, of course, just everyday life. And you're mature enough to be able to make those decisions. Uh, him coming to New Orleans at this point in his career is fantastic. He is everything you want in a safety. He has great range. Maybe not the range he once has, but again, you can't take away his ball hawking skills. And then you were looking for leadership when you overpaid Malcolm Jenkins. This is a three-year, $33 million contract with $18 million guarantee. Oh, this is a bargain. Okay, You're not overpaying for Tyron Matthews. And you heard uh, Ross uh, Jackson say early, and I talked about it in the first hour. Look, Marcus May comes in here as one of the, uh, the safeties. One of the safeties last year that you couldn't throw on with the New York Jets, right? Uh, when you look at the stats, uh, but again, he's coming off an Achilles. He's coming off a DUI. You're not sure if he's going to be ready week one. But even if you're not, when when those two get on the field together as a strong and free. That's going to be a hell of a tandem. You throw C.D. Deuce in the, in, in, in the mix, again, with your two outside corners, with a Debo and Lattimore, you got, you got a nice set of uh, secondary players right there. Okay, I'm telling you. And then P.J. Williams coming in, uh, you know, subbing some. I mean, it, it, you, you got, and you got a lot of depth there as well, including, again, Alante, what, uh, your, your uh, was it Alante Taylor, your, uh, uh, your second-round pick, who, again, we at least we think uh, has an opportunity to be able to um, – uh, to come in and maybe play the safety position one day. Maybe he's going to play a corner. We'll see how it, how it, how it works out. Uh, but, again, the Saints made a move today that, again, this solidifies the back end of their defense. Now, I'm going to say it again. It's not because he went to LSU. Uh, it's great that, that Tyron Matthews here because he's the player he is. Same thing can be said, again, for Jarvis Landry. I, I looked it up before the show because, again, there were comments that he may go back to Cleveland because, again, he's got a home in Cleveland everything else. His kids are, are young. It's not like they're in school right now. They're just starting school. Um, you know, when um, look at Tyran Matthew, his his um, his daughter is um, is uh, five. Uh, she's going to be six in December. His son just made four. So if they wanted to come back to, to New Orleans again, he grew up in Lutcher. Wanted to come back to the city and play with the Saints. You know, from a family standpoint, uprooting the family, you sell the house, you come to New Orleans. It's probably as not big a deal as having again children that are already in school and settled. So, hopefully. This is a deal that can get done with Jarvis Landry because then that solidifies the wide receiver position. The other position is going to be running back. Now, they had a continuance on, on uh, Alvin Kamara's court, uh, court appearance, uh, and then, again, it's not going to be until August the 1st. Lawyers believe that they're going to continue that again to maybe late November, December, and they could probably get a continuance until after the, after, the, uh, after the season is over. Uh, you know, he's got a chance to plead this down to a misdemeanor. Uh, and then ultimately he's going to have to cut a check, okay, on, on the flip side when it comes to the civil case. The question is, will Roger Goodell, who has had an axe to grind with the Saints 
since Bounty Gate, since Viking Gate with Sean Payton, will we finally again get from under the ire of, 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 um, of Goodell? Because every chance he's had, he's stuck it to the Saints. Every chance he's had. So now with Payton gone, do we see a, a, maybe a, a kindler, gentler um, a Roger Goodell? And maybe in a situation where, again, he's not targeting the Saints every time you turn around. Uh, and sticking it to him. You remember the Miami game last year, right? Uh, okay. Can't tell me you couldn't have delayed that game to allow players to be able to, be able to get back from COVID, but it didn't. Every chance, you know, we could go, we want to go, you want to go Minnesota Miracle? You want to go uh, the, the push-off by, by, the, by the Minnesota uh, tight end in, in, in the end zone? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, you you want to go with uh, uh, the NOLA no-call? I go, I keep going if you want. You want me to keep going? Uh, the NFL's not been kind to the Saints since Viking and Gate, and that, that's, that's, that's period the end. Hopefully, again, that's gone. And when I, when I bring that up is I say maybe we won't see the suspension during the season for Kamara. Maybe they won't judge him yet, even though they've seen the tape, okay, until he's had his chance to go into court and this has been vetted out in a court of law. If that is the case, then maybe, again, you get away with Kamara not having to, um, to serve that suspension this year. That, that's a, that is a novena-type wish. They need a running back. Mark Ingram, again, is going to come to camp as one of the, as obviously, again, uh, the, the backup. How long, how much tread is on his tire? How long can you ride him if he's going to be your guy? They need another running back. And, again, they could have gotten that in the second to the fourth round if ultimately they don't have to trade up uh, for, for Olave, who, again, is, has to be an instant starter coming in. I thought the draft was a pretty good draft, but I'll tell you right now, say again, we don't know. We don't know. See you in three years, okay? I'll tell you about how the draft is. LSU had 10 players draft, drafted, second most in, in LSU's history, four undrafted free agents, so 14 players on that LSU team that was in, it was in total disarray this year, all, again, going to the NFL camps. So good, good news for those guys uh, there. So I'm, I'm telling you, folks, uh, looking at the, at, at, the, at the draft, I don't know if Penning is a plug-and-play guy. Ross seems to think he is. I'm going to ask Larry about him. I just think a guy coming from Northern Illinois who's been a bully, has been a brute against, against smaller players in a, in, a, in a smaller classification, lower classification, I think there's a bigger jump to the NFL. And, if, again, if it was one thing, if he was a great, if he was a great pass blocker and he had to work on the run blocking, to me the skill set of, of pass blocking is much difficult, more difficult to acquire than it is run blocking. You could be a run-blocking brute, right, and knock people over. But, again, can you get out on the screen and, and, and be able to do what the Saints do on the screen with their tackles where you go in your mind's eye and you see Armstead running downfield, you know, pancaking guys? Can he do that? Can he protect Jameis Winston, who, again, uh, had, had nervous feet last year because of, again, all the injuries saw on that offensive line, who needs a strong offensive line around him and weapons in order to be effective? Uh, that's why, again, I believe James Hurst has the odds-on favorite to be the guy this year with Penning maybe coming in if there's an injury or, again, getting a year to sit behind and then challenge the following year. We'll see how it plays out. But at 19, you've got to have plug-and-play. And I don't know if he's plug-and-play. Uh, when you talk about Alante Taylor, I think he's a little bit of a project, a little bit of a reach at the second round. Uh, but I talked about it in the first round. If you missed it, look, uh, their philosophy has flaws right now. When you uh, give up picks to go get one player, uh, and, and you give up the meat of the draft in order to do that, that hurts you, especially if that player doesn't pan out. Now, I'm not saying the lobby is not going to pan out, but what if he gets injured? You put up five picks to get him. And then if, when you reach in the second round to get a player that is a fourth-round grade because you don't have a third or fourth-round pick instead of maybe you know, trying to be able to trade back into that third or fourth round to get that player, where, again, again it's, at least the, it's not going to cost you as much, but, again, it may cost you a second pick, 
uh, th- that's where the problem is because, you, again, you're, you're limiting the amount of players that, that uh, you can bring in, the guys that ultimately can be starters or Pro Bowl players in the NFL that you see in the second or fourth round. But then that's not the Saints' philosophy right now. They feel they're one or two players away. We'll see if it works out for them. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, AC breaks down. Think Burkhardt. Burkhardt's got you covered. Again, uh, whether, again, you, um, you have a brand-new system uh, that's still under warranty and you're just looking for a company to be able to take care of that, or maybe that system's out of warranty and, and, and you, you need Burkhardt. If you have got, got a company that, again, doesn't uh, think your time is valuable with that 30-minute courtesy call, um, again, the company that you've, you can trust to be able to do the, only the work that's necessary, then call Burkhart. I've trusted Burkhart for over 30 years. Believe me, they'll be there for you to make sure uh, that you're taken care of. Also, again, don't forget about Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Merritt, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a tire, uh, for the tires for your vehicle, or, again, you're looking for uh, a mechanic shop that, that can help you, uh, when your car is out of warranty, I want you to think about my friends at Southern Tire. ASE certified technicians, high certification in the industry, same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. But, yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, not those dealership sticker shop, sticker shop prices. And, look, uh, when you look at Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, there's no way in the world, in this town, in this city, especially when you're dealing with people's automobiles, again, that if you're, that whether you're selling them tires, whether you're selling them wheels, or, again, you're, you're fixing the, the, the vehicle when it breaks down, if you're not doing the job right, if you're not trustworthy, you do not last in this town since 1972. I promise you, you could trust, you could trust my friends over at Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline and Mentory, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the services you can provide for their customers at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right, uh, one quick uh, note I want to give you on the Pels, and I'm going to head to the phone lines real quick. Jack, hang in there for me. I'll get to you in just a couple minutes, but I did want to mention something about the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, of course, the Pels are out uh, of the playoffs, but I just wanted to, to, to throw this guy out to you guys. You look at the roster right now as it stands. First of all, there's money to spend for next year. There are not a lot of spots open, okay? But Tony Snell is in the last year of his deal, $2.3 million. Okay, he'll be an unrestricted free agent. The Pels obviously have a spot there. They have a lottery pick. We'll find out in a couple of weeks again where that pick will be, right? Hopefully it's a top three pick. If it's not, hopefully, again, it's at least in the top ten. And then you have Garrett Temple, who, again, uh, again has two more years on his deal at a little bit over $5 million. Uh, but, again, there could be a buyout there. Okay, the second, part, the second year of that deal is a team option. So, basically, he's on a one-year deal. There's been a lot of rumor out there right now that Garrett Temple may be interested in, in, again, maybe retiring as a New Orleans Pelican and going into coaching. Now, that's just rumor. I have no backup on that. Several people have told me that. I don't know if it's true or not. But, again, it makes sense. You know, he's been a leader on the bench for this team. Again, getting on the court, again, he just didn't have it this year. Look, he's been around a long time in the NBA. He made a great career after leaving LSU. I give him nothing but kudos. But when you're looking to add maybe another veteran and then a lottery pick, you may need both of those spots on that roster. Uh, And and as far as the situation with uh, with Zion Williamson, I'm saying it right now. I said it before, and I'm I'm not backing off on it, okay? Zion wants to run to sign the extension. I, here's the extension. A Joel Embiid extension. It's got, there's got to be some safeguards in this extension for the club. 
And that means, again, based on his health, based on, again, uh, you know, his accolades, etc. but most importantly, his health. Games played, availability, all right? On top of that, yes, he's got to expand his game. Everything we've heard from Willie Green and this team is this summer they, they've taken a little bit of a break and they're going right back in the gym. Right back in the gym in a lot of cases means here in New Orleans. Hopefully those guys are here. They're working with the state, with the coaching staff, and Zion is expanding that game as I talked about last year. Get a, a mid-range shot. Be, a, have, be able to get 10 rebounds per game to go along with, again, double figures uh, in, in, in scoring. And then have the ability, to, again, to be able to, again, do more than just be a guy that can score around the basket. And more importantly, work on your defense Team defense and one-on-one defense. So if he can do all those things, then again, based on his, just his physical skills, uh, the Pels could be a, a, one of those teams that moves from the eighth seed to the fourth seed or, or above, depending on if they can stay healthy next year. Chemistry is everything, ladies and gentlemen, but we'll see how that goes. Devontae Graham, to me, may be on the trading block, maybe part of a deal to maybe move on, uh, even though, again, uh, you know, again, he had spots. Uh, he played well at spots, but, again, at $11.5 million this year and then, again, another $12 uh, million for the next two years. After that, I think at, at this point is probably a guy that, you know, they, they, he's expendable and they can move on from. So we'll see how that plays out with the Pels. Let's head to the phone lines. Jack is in River Ridge. Jack, how are you doing, Jack? Hey, Eric, how you doing? Doing great, Jack. Thanks. I'll talk about the draft, but you were talking about Zion and how they have to put, you know, safeguards in his contract. I don't think just for him. I think generally in the NBA, the next time a CBA comes up, they have to do this. They can't expect people to, to pay these ridiculous prices for season tickets and have stars sitting out to load manage. I mean, not even guys who are really hurt. You know, look at I'm the foolishness that went on in Brooklyn. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm with you. I agree with you. Uh, you know, b- b- fans pay, especially on the road, to see stars come into their arena. And it's unfair to those fans who have put up that money for that ticket to not have that player play, not because he's hurt, because, again, uh, again, he needs to take, a, again, a, a veteran's day off. That, that's, un, that was a, that's unprecedented up until the, 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 this, the, this, this era in the NBA. Players didn't take time off. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but but Eric, look, uh, talking about the Saints draft. First of all, um, I, I really do appreciate you're one of the few people in the market that's willing to uh, criticize them. You know, I mean, look, they've done they've mostly done a great job. But when, when you when you question, you know, I think it's a good thing to question, no matter what it is, whether you're talking about politics or you're talking about talk about sports, you got to question people sometimes. And and look. The explanation for, for the draft, don't you think that was a little arrogant the way uh, Mickey Lewis explained that? You know, we're going to take people wherever they are. It doesn't matter what the price is. Of course it does. I mean, anybody who sat in a fantasy draft knows there's guys you might like, but, but not you're taken in the second round. I mean, you have to have some idea of, of who the other people, uh, um, you know, who the other teams, how they value the guys so you know where to take. You know, you want to get your guys, but you don't want to get them way too early or overpay for them. It's not sustainable. I'll tell you right now. Maybe right now this works because they still got a nucleus of a team that's very, very good and maybe not a lot of holes to fill. But long term, it's not sustainable. You're leaving future pro bowlers and starters on the board when you give up your picks to be able to go up and get a player. And you give up five picks to get a wide receiver, not a quarterback, a wide receiver. So that wide receiver now has to be an all-pro wide receiver. He's got to be better than Michael Thomas. He's got to be on the field all the time. There can be no hiccup on this plug-and-play. 
You see, I mean, you put a lot of pressure when you put picks like that. No, I'm telling you. I get it. I understand. That's their philosophy now. We're going to go up and get our guy no matter what it costs. But when you don't get guys where they're ranked, again, when you're picking a guy in the second round, it should have been a fourth rounder. When you're giving up picks to go get a wide receiver, it's going to hurt you in the long run because there are players you're leaving on the board right now that could come in and start for you or possibly be great players for you that are playing for other play- other teams now. So, look, I get it. It's working out for them so far, but it's not sustainable. It's just not. You know, you know Eric, um, a, a few years ago when they traded up for Davenport, the, the roster was loaded then. I mean, truly, if they, I mean, you, you said it at the time. Even if they draft guys, they're probably not going to make the team, so you don't want to do it then. I just don't believe that's the case now. That's I think not the there case today. Guys, uh, there was, yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's true. It's not the case today. And last year with Peyton Turner, same thing, right? Right. Okay, you look at the Peyton I mean, Turner pick. Everything you read, nobody thought, nobody thought as highly of him as the Saints did. Okay, no matter what they said. I mean, and, and, and look, uh, Eric, in, in the, like in the middle rounds, like, for instance, I thought that they would get, in the second round, I thought they would take the defensive tackle from um, from U, from UConn because he's supposed to be mm-hmm. a big run stopper, and that's about where he was rated. And and then, you know, it didn't seem like they were in the market for a quarterback at all. But Sam Holland no. in the fifth round, it would have been yep. nice to, you know, take a shot at him, you know, because most people had him going in the second round. But, uh, you know. I guess we'll see how it works out. Yeah. Well, I'm telling right now, Jack, I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think if it was sustainable, everybody would do it. I mean, you know, teams, teams will do that. Team, a lot of teams just cover their picks. They try to get as many picks as they can because they feel like, again, more draft picks I have, I can pick as many players as I want. Some are going to make it, some are not. Okay? But at least I've got a big pool of players that I brought in that have the ability to make it. Okay? We saw this a few years ago with the Saints. What was that the pick? 2017? Now, there were there were a bunch of those picks that didn't even make the team. What is it? Alkin Muhammad was starting for the um, Indianapolis Colts as, as their defensive end. Okay, but they had a lot of players in that in that draft. I, I don't think this is a sustainable um, uh, approach to the draft. I, I get it. I understand what they're doing, but I don't think it's right. sustainable. And I think at some point they're going to have to break off on it and start realizing, okay, uh, you know, we need to start picking these players instead of taking these compensatory picks or other picks and moving up. Because, again, they were saying themselves, between the second and fourth round, there were a lot of players that were on the board they really liked, but they couldn't go get them because they couldn't make a deal again in the draft. Yeah, because, uh, you know, you know, had they ch- traded up to get somebody like Jamar Chase? I mean, I don't – I don't. we'll see, but I don't think that – this. you know, I don't – But think he's not – a lot of he's not Jamar Chase. Yeah. He, he's not right. even Justin Jefferson. And, I mean, again, I mean, at this, this point, maybe, again, maybe, maybe he turns out to be. But, again, I don't know if there's a wide receiver out there that's worth five picks. I'm just being honest. All right? right. Was Randy Moss worth five picks? I don't know. You know, Jerry Rice worth five picks? Um, anyway. I just don't know if it's worth five. This guy out there is worth five picks. You know, like I said, that's usually reserved for a quarterback, not, you know, not, not, a, not a running back. And no, I'm not afraid to criticize. I don't care if it's politics or sports. You got to be honest about what's going on around here. I mean, uh, I'm not going to sit here and tow the company line. Look, there's a reason why I don't get coaches on, why the, why the play-by-play guys and, and all those guys are, are not on my show. It's because I do criticize. And I'd rather be the guy, the lone wolf out here telling the truth than just to kowtow to, again, the organizations so that, again, they'll feed me coaches and play-by-play voices. You know, they could, I could take it or leave it. Well, Eric, to be honest with you, those guys aren't going to tell you anything anyway, so wh- why would you want to have them on there? Amen. Um, and, and, and Eric, I just one last thing. And there was another need, a glaring need I think they should have addressed too. 
you don't know the situation, and you, you've said this, you don't know the situation, you know, with Kamara, they should have got a running back in the draft. They needed a running back desperately. Right. And there were some really good running backs on the board between the second and fourth round. You know, I mean, that's the other part of it. These are needs, okay? I mean, if Kamara goes out, it's either that or they're going to overpay for a veteran, okay? It's one or the other. So you got your $19 million. You've given part of that now to Tyran Matthew. I'm hoping they're going to get another receiver here. I, I like Jarvis Landry, but you still need a running back, okay? And that means they're probably going to get a veteran running back. Now, maybe they're going to get lucky, okay? And they're going to get a guy that's a veteran guy. He could come in. He could fill in, and, and he's a nice running back, and maybe he's the heir apparent to Ingram on this team. But, again, you, if you're talking about getting something young and cheap that has an upside, that's the draft. And we'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But, no, I think their philosophy has changed. I went through it extensively in the first hour, and I think it's, I think it's very, very risky philosophy on a lot of levels. Eric, thank you. Have a good evening, man. You too, my friend. Thank you so much. That's, again, Jack and River Ridge. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. If you are in the market for a generator for your home or your business, you know, power went out of my house 5 o'clock last night, th- this morning. 5 o'clock, really, 5 o'clock in the morning. Came on at 8. I mean, a lot of people get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go to work, right? I mean, imagine getting up in the morning and, again, you can't get the lights on, can't get the hair dryer to go. I mean, these just, you know, these, these are everyday world problems here. Uh, that, again, you're just trying to get the kids out the door for school. And, again, you can't, if you've got an electric stove, you can't even cook breakfast, right? I mean, I mean, just these are the things that we have to deal with now with, again, again substandard power company in, the, in, this, in, the, in this town. It's just the way it is. And it's across the region, right? So I'm just telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, if you own a home or a business, it's now a prerequisite to have a generator in your home or business. You've got to keep the power on. It's not just about storms. It's about, again, any time of the day or night the power can go out around here. So, again, if you're looking for a generator, think Burkhardt. First of all, generators in stock right now at their warehouse in Mandeville. They have, a, they have a division that all they do is install generators. Jason Burkhardt is probably come out to your home, sit down with you, do a consultation. He's not trying to hard sell you. I promise you. He's trying to educate you on generators. What, again, what, what, uh, how much generator you need to power up that home or business? What's the best for you? And then he'll give you these options. You make the choice. Financing is available with generators. You can pay it over time. How great is that? They get to be able to pay it all monthly instead of having to put that money all up front. New one-style quality check is what they do for everything they install at Burkhardt. It's part of their customer service pledge. And then, the, again, 24-7, 365 emergency service. After the sale, when you need emergency service, where the warehouse is fully stocked with the parts, there's no excuses, get you up and running. Come on, generator sales and service. You know who's number one. It's Burkhardt. acpromise.com. acpromise.com. Hendrick Demtunia Gin is our title sponsor of the, of the Monday show. I had some this weekend. Take my advice, folks. If I don't care if you're a drink, gin drinker or not. Next time you get a chance to get beer, to get, to get uh, your favorite spirit store, your favorite restaurant, uh, again, your favorite bar, ask for Hendrix Demtunia Gin. Ask them to mix you up a cocktail with it. I'm telling you. You will love it, especially during the summertime. Uh, it's, it's, it's just it's crisp. It's refreshing. And, of course, again, it's, it's, uh, it's all part of, again, the, uh, what uh, Hendrix does in terms of their limited edition uh, gins uh, when it comes to, again, the uh, super premium category, uh, much like, again, um, uh, 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 summer solstice, much like uh, Lunar, uh, just a Hyde completely just takes the market by storm. I mean, you know, uh, mixologists start to taste this stuff. They get creative with it. 
So again, just like just like the spirits from William Grant, get out there and enjoy a fantastic spirit from William Grant. In this case, Hendrix Demptonia Gin. All right, we'll be right back with Larry Hold of the Athletic. Don't move. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Macy's Backstage. What will you find at Macy's Backstage? Here's a hint. Great gifts for Mother's Day, like her favorite beauty essentials, sparkling jewelry sets, comfy pajamas, and more. Perfect for her special day. Get low prices every day on fab finds at Macy's Backstage. Off price on trend arriving daily. Look out for an accident that's blocking the left lane on 10 westbound right around the Bonnet Carey Spillway. And your delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling on 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to the Bonnet Carey Spillway. In the meantime, delays are solid on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. On the 610 on the eastbound side, delays are solid from just past St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection, delays are steady from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brenner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Dave Miette is a full-service independent insurance agent since 1958, offering auto, home, life, business, commercial policies, serving the entire metropolitan area. I mean it, too. East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, even the river parishes. At Dave Miette Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. You call or click a call for a quote today at 504-556-0809. Or again, it's one-stop shop at this website, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-I-N-S, agency.com. You want to save? Call Dave. That's Dave Miette Insurance, 504-556-0809. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. 
Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. This report is sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology. IT to deliver the art of the possible. From driving resilience with cyber solutions to enabling collaboration from the cloud to accelerating decisions with AI. Learn more at GDIT.com. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock tonight. Thanks so much for being there. Larry Holder of The Athletic is our guest as we discuss NFL. Of course, Larry, again, covers the NFL for the Athletic. He covers the Saints for us, talks about the Saints for us, but again, covers the entire NFL for the Athletic. And he joins us on the program now. Larry, how are you, bud? What's up, E? How are you, brother? I'm coming off, again, this is with the, Larry, you know, I've been a homebody during the pandemic, right? Okay. Uh, and I hadn't really been out too, too much. I went to Jazz Fest for the first time, uh, you know, this uh, uh, really, first time in, in two years, really being at a, at a festival, and we did we did Saturday and Sunday instead of Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So surprisingly, um, not hungover, not overly tired. I guess maybe just just for having the two days, and and then again, you know, having a chance to be able to check out the draft at the same time. Had a pretty good weekend. How about yourself? I did not go to Jazz Fest. I did not go to Garth Brooks. Did not go to I Garth feel Brooks. Like okay, I'm a loser. Like, I, I feel like I'm a loser, but <laughs> I had to work at least, yes. uh, at least two of those three days. But still, right. uh, like, Eric, I needed you. I needed to see a video of you running to your spot at Jazz Fest. I need Let that me tell you something, dude. There, there was a day, there was a day in my life where I ran to the spot. Uh, at this age, and, of course, out of shape like I am now after being home for two years, uh, I limped to my spot. <laughs> Luckily, we were able to get out and get a decent spot both days. But, yeah, no, the days of me running with the, with the ice chests and the chairs and the blankets to the spots are long over with, my friend. Here's what's funny. I've, I've got a really good friend of mine, and she runs. We right. Play, uh, we played mixed doubles uh, on a great tennis team. And uh, it's it's appropriately uh, named called the Winos, and of course it's uh, W I N E A U X S Winos. Yes. And we are dude, we're a stud team, and yet she is a machine. Her name is Carrie Becker. I I don't know why I'm name dropping her now. Just it's just right. because I feel like I associate with her with Draft Fest. But I mean, she is a machine. Runs every time, every day. And I look. She so looks she's got lovely. the anchor leg for her group. She, yeah, she looks lovely, and yet I'm I'm, I'm assuming she's got to be older than me. I mean, I'm 42, mm-hmm. and I, I don't mean to age her, but she right. is a machine, and she's incredible. So, e, I, I imagine you'd be doing that with her. Oh, and dude, there was a time when you could look. I'm first of all, 
between me and Mike Vazan growing up, uh, we were the fastest walkers of anybody. Okay, we don't do fast walking. We fast walk with anybody. But yes, we go leading into the into Jazz Fest. Many a times I was running. Now we, our friend David, who's a few years younger than us and in much better shape, he's the he's the uh, the uh, he's the rabbit now. Okay, he's the guy that runs and gets the spot. I just meet him back. He's got the um, the blankets and does that. So no, you won't catch the Big E running anymore. I'm kind of just kind of sashaying now. This week, this past weekend, I was moved very very gingerly and very, very slowly to the, to the spot. I moved nowhere. I moved to the draft, <laughs> and it was a chaotic oh, three God, days. was it, huh? And I needed uh, day, uh, day Sunday to rest. Because just just, just to, 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 re, to, re, uh, to re-up. You know, a lot of people said it wasn't a great draft, but as I went through the picks, you know, because I was at Jazz Fest on, on, on Saturday, Look, there were some really good names that went in, in, in the in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round. Guys that are ultimately going to be able to play in this league. And it's one of the things I've been talking about today. And, Larry, I'd love you to, to comment on it. The Saints' philosophy of packaging picks to move up to get players, it, in a lot of cases abandoning the middle of the draft because they've packaged these picks. In some cases, again, uh, targeting a player that maybe, again, is a third or fourth ground around grade on them and maybe getting them a little bit higher than they should, second round, etc., like we saw with Taylor this year. I just don't know if it's a sustainable philosophy going forward uh, you know, with, again, you know, giving up five picks for a wide receiver, which is usually reserved for a quarterback. You've been at this a long time. What are your thoughts? Look, I understand why they moved up to go get Chris Olave. I mean, they needed him, first of all, and they knew he was not going to be there. I mean, all he had to do is look at what happened after right. Chris Olave. Agreed. The Lions go up and get Jamison Williams, who's hurt. Uh, and, look, you and me have talked about it. I thought Jamison Williams would be the best mm-hmm. wide receiver in the draft, but he's, not, but he's not healthy. So when you look at it in that sense, like Olave fits everything that they want to do. Mm-hmm. And – it didn't look. It cost them a third, a fourth, and of course, you're number sixteen. And that's like to me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Go get the players you know are going to play. Because look, I've done, as you know now, umpteen million stories. It's like, all right, which players play for you? Uh, the ones that play early rounds, you go get them. The ones you like, okay. Everyone, look, everyone else is a crapshoot. Everyone else for. Any day three pick is a total crapshoot. Mm-hmm. So True. If, if you can use some of that to go get someone you really like, and I think you and me agree that we'll play day one, that's great. Good. Alave is going to come in and help you right away. Right. But if he doesn't, he gets hurt. Something like Then, again, you've given up you know, a lot of capital for one player. You've given up capital for one player that maybe you give up for a quarterback. I agree with you. They realized that, uh, again, once uh, the, the, they, uh, they must have known that the Browns were, were getting back on the – I'm not the Browns, but the, the, uh, the Lions were getting back on the clock, and they were going after a wide receiver, and they jumped in front. And they realized that, again, their guy who they targeted wasn't going to be there. And I get it. They went up and got him. But at the same time, you know, Taylor in the second round, you know, where, again, that's a guy that's a fourth-round grade. And, you know, they, 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 you know, they may know a lot about him because the wide receiver coach coached at Tennessee Burns. And, you know, they, they may like his measurables. But, you know, when a guy's got a fourth-down ground grade on him and you pick him at 49 in the top 50, you better, he better be a guy that can come in and play, plug and play for you. I don't know if Taylor's going to plug and play. Yeah, I don't think he's going to plug and play either, especially the fact that we haven't even talked about it yet. 
and I know I'm sure you've talked about it on your show already. Right? Uh, is Tyron Matthews coming in? Yeah, that was good. About, yes, of course. Exactly. So yeah, so I think they had that, knowing that in their back pocket. So sure, I feel like I they agree. probably they probably thought that okay, well let's get a guy we really like. If we don't really like two, three, four other players that are in that position group or whatever. But if they like a guy, they can risk it because they knew they were going to get Tyron Matthews. So mm-hmm. the fact you have to kind of look at it in that sense. Uh, now that we're you and me are talking about it in this day, that that yes. was on the radar. They knew it was going to happen, so that's good. So still, I, I feel like that I'm not looking at this draft in. Day two, day three. Normally, I would look day two, but day three mm-hmm. is just kind of a crapshoot. But day one, I like what they did with day one. Yes. Day two, we'll see. But you add up day one, and now you got Tyron Matthew. I'd say that's a nice haul over about a five-day span. Do you think Trevor Penning is a plug-and-play player for, for them, or do you think Hurst will be their left tackle? I do think they, it is has to be a battle. I mean, it has to be because we've seen Hurst play. I mean, we've got to see what Penning can do. Uh, but you're you're not taking someone at 19 to sit. I mean, so that's, I agree with that. To me, uh, that you're assuming Penning is going to play. But we've seen otherwise craziness. Uh, we didn't assume that Ryan Ramchick would play, but that's because of the depth chart at that point. But still, if you're taking a tackle mid-first round, you're assuming he's going to play. And so I'm assuming that Penning will play and Hurst will be that number six guy. But at least you still have that backup to where, all right, mm-hmm. Hurst is, is a solid player and that you'd be okay there. But if he can't play day one, you're probably questioning yourself. Well, and of course, the, the big question is, look, He's a big guy. He's a mauler. He's, he's played against uh, competition where, in a lot of times, he draw, dwarfed the guy across from him, right? And, and said, you know, so he was a really good run blocker. Pass blocking, not so much. It was the flipped around, and you told me, again, he's a really good pass blocker, but he needs to learn how to, how to run block. I'm saying he could probably fit in right away with the Saints, unless the Saints are changing their philosophy now. This could be a team that wants to run the ball more, okay? And maybe that's what they're thinking. But I surely would not expose my quarterback to a guy, again, that has played against, I don't want to say substandard competition, but lesser competition, okay, right into the NFL. We'll see how that works out. But, again, some a lot of, a lot of of guys that had their own uh, guys that do this, you know, the draft uh, scouts, etc. Didn't think he was going to be a guy that was going to be a, a plug and play guy uh, in the NFL. We'll see. Nineteen, he better be. Talk about Tyron Matthew and and what he brings to the table now. Look, really good contract in my opinion. Three years, what thirty three million, eighteen guaranteed. Pretty much what he said he would have signed for Kansas City for. Um, I think he's still got the range. He brings the leadership. I think he's a perfect fit for what the Saints need right now on the defensive side of the ball. I think it solidifies the defense now. Oh, there's no question. I mean, well, A, uh, if uh, Tyron Matthew wanted to gain some money off of uh, going to a team and getting his jersey sold, he picked the right one. But Amen. also, he, he fits. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins retired. Tyron mm-hmm. Matthew fits that exactly and is – probably a little bit more versatile than Malcolm Jenkins. And, look, Malcolm Jenkins was actually really good. I remember 
when he signed and people were questioning his signing, look, he was one of the better safeties in the NFL during his tenure, his, his second tenure with the Saints. And Tyron Matthews has been mm-hmm. very good. Like, uh, I mean, all pro, pro bowl, like you name it. And I think that he fits what they want to do, where they want to do it perfectly. So yep. I feel like that this has probably been in the works for, I don't want to say a month, but whenever mm-hmm. whenever he decided to come visit, I, I think they figured it out. And so Yeah, I think they uh, did too. I think they, they, yeah. unless something was going to come in where somebody was going to really amp up the ante on him, that, that that was the case. We only got a few minutes left. I do want to ask you about Jarvis Landry. Uh, it was stated that, again, it was really between the Cleveland Browns and the Saints for Jarvis Landry. Do you anticipate we'll see the same thing come down within the next week or so with Jarvis Landry and that wide receiving core? Well, I, uh, I look. The fact that he took Alave, that probably limits that, but I'm not going to close the door. I mean, look, you and me know how good of a wide receiver Jarvis Landry is and how much more do you want to spend, though. I think that's part of it. And so, uh, But when you look at it, Alave is still a rookie. Uh, if you teamed up Thomas, Landry, Alave, boy, that'd be extremely good. Marcus Callaway, yep. uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and everybody else that's left, but – I'm not going to discount it, but the fact that they made their splash with Tower Matthew, I would think it would be less likely with Jarvis Landry, but I'm not going to discount it. Larry, you did a lot of stuff with the, with the NFL that folks can check out on The Athletic. Why don't you tell us about that? Also, again, what you got coming up for us, as well as, again, how folks can subscribe. And, uh, and of course, as always, uh, make sure folks know how to, how to, stay, how to check you out on social media. Absolutely. At Larry Holder on Twitter. And uh, within The Athletic, I am uh, – it's funny, my role kind of changed actually today. Mm-hmm. But I, I am doing a lot of analysis on, on our news desk where uh, whenever news happens, I jump in and I, I, and I analyze throughout the league. So uh, check that out on our uh, – at the well, just theathletic.com slash NFL. I'm there all the time. And I'm doing big, broad kind of – in-depth stories, which you and me have talked about a lot, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be doing that as well. But I've got a, I'll, I've got a bunch of stuff coming down the line. I don't want to quite give it away, okay. but it's, uh, it, it gives some perspective on maybe offensive line, defensive line, quarterbacks. Like I'm, I'm kind of diving around the entire league to see where the scope is. So I'll be all over that. And at Larry Holder is on Twitter. Thanks, Larry, as always. We'll check in with you next week. Always appreciate the time, my brother. Hey, love you, brother. Good talking to you. Right back at you. All right, that's, uh, that's Larry Holder. Again, remember, uh, you subscribe to The Athletic. Go on Larry's page. Larry's got it again. If you do that, Larry gets credit for it. Again, uh, let, let, let's, uh, let's keep uh, him rolling over The Athletic as well. All right, uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart. Even if you come home tonight and the AC's not working, Burkhart's got you covered. Still got phone, folks that are on call after hours. They always answer the phone. So they'll get you up and running, and if for some reason they can't, they'll maybe put, they'll put, they'll put some uh, uh, window units maybe in your bedroom to keep you cool tonight, okay, until, uh, until they can get to the uh, part shop tomorrow to get what part it is, if, if only they can't do that. The, the bottom line is they want to get you up and running, no matter what time of day or night it is. Burkhardt, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Hendricks Neptunia Gym. Again, it's available everywhere now. It's a limited edition, again, super premium gym, which is absolutely fantastic for the 
spring and summer months. Get you some right now. Head on over to your favorite spirit store, your favorite restaurant, your bar, get Hendrix, Neptunia Gin. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Feast on the new White Hot Ranch Nacho Fries. Marinated grilled steak loaded on golden, boldly seasoned fries topped with warm nacho cheese, sour cream, cheddar cheese, tomatoes, and the new White Hot Ranch sauce. At a participating Taco Bell location near you for a limited time only. 32 teams, 17 games. On May 12th, every game of the 2022 NFL regular season is revealed live on NFL Network, including five international games. Brady's return to Tampa Bay. Let's go! Wilson's debut in Denver. And the Mahomes and Allen rematch everyone is waiting for. This is the game you want to watch. The 2022 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon. Thursday, May 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and DoorDash has the gifts mom wants. Schedule a flower delivery or order sweet treats for all the moms in your life. With dozens of local shops and national favorites, there are plenty of options for you to choose. Download the app or visit DoorDash.com and use promo code RADIO22 for 50% off your first order of $15 or more up to a $12 value. That's promo code RADIO22 for 50% off your first order up to a $12 value. Limited time offer. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
Uh, I want to thank Ross Jackson, Larry Holder for joining us for the program. I want to thank you for listening. Thank all of our great sponsors for, again, sponsoring our program. Go to ericash.com for a slideshow to the sponsor, sponsor our show. Please support those sponsors. Thank you so much in advance. And also, coming up next, all access with Ken Trahan, Florida State Recruiting Coordinator Dave Johnson, who coached Tyron Matthew at St. August, is um, guest, along with Brooke uh, Kershoffer of Channel 4. They'll talk about the draft. I uh, want to also thank Rudy back at studio. I uh, want to thank, uh, uh, again, uh, you folks for checking out the program. Tomorrow we'll be back live again, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you tomorrow then. And, of course, as always, my name is Eric Cash. Podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the show. From the dog catch to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. See you tomorrow.